Welcome to the Do Life in a Body You Love podcast. I'm Nikki O'Day, and we are going to talk about any and every topic that will get you showing up bigger and bolder in your life. Weight loss, relationships, mindset, it's all on the table. It may not come out real PC, but if you're sick of motivational rah-rah talks that don't lead to any real change in your life, then you're in the right place. Let's jump into today's episode. What's up, my do life and a body you love chicks? Today, I want to talk to you guys about fat loss and menopause. So there is so much confusion about this topic. There is so much hype and honestly, just like a ton of hoaxes that are going around right now about what it takes to lose weight when you're in menopause. And so I want to dispel some of these myths today and kind of give you like an inside look at what's really going on with our bodies when we're approaching menopause, when we're in it, when we're through it, because you kind of have to have an understanding of that to spot the hoaxes. Okay. And I don't know if it's just because like I'm approaching this age, so I'm seeing it more, or if it's because we have so many clients who are in menopause right now, or if it truly is a trend, but it feels like there's a trend that's just like capitalizing on the fact that weight loss is difficult when we approach menopause and we do start gaining weight, especially around our midsection. And so I don't know if people are just coming out of the woodwork, uh, throwing more scams and gimmicks and hoaxy things at us in this age group, or if I'm just seeing it more, I don't know, but either way I was like, okay, this is a topic that we need to talk about because the reality is what you have to do to lose weight in menopause is exactly what we should have been doing to lose weight all along. It's just that when we were younger, we could kind of get away with some sketchy methods for losing weight. And then our metabolism is like, hey girl, I'm not going to play this game with you anymore. You're going to give me what I want. And weight loss is entirely possible in menopause. And it's honestly, okay, so it looks different, but it's not super difficult. Okay. Like the science is the science. It is what it is. If you do the work, you're going to see results. We have clients in every phase of menopause who are very successfully losing weight, women all the way from their 30s who are not even in menopause yet, women all the way up into their 70s who have went through it a long time ago and everything in between, and they all lose weight just fine. But this is when it gets really, really imperative that you don't do the gimmicks, okay? Because the hoaxy things, the gimmicky things, they can actually be making things worse for you. So I'll tell you which ones um, I have on my little list here that can actually make things worse. And then which ones are just kind of a waste of your time. And let's be serious. Like who wants to keep wasting their time at this phase? Like, let's just do what works and move on, okay? Um, but that's going to take you putting your horse blinders on and ignoring all the gimmicky weird things that all your friends are doing and that everybody's posting on social media and that you just saw on a reel. Like we have to just ignore all of that and just do what actually works, right? And I'm sure that's why you're here because you want to do what actually works and you're tired of playing around with diets and weird stuff. Okay. So why do we even gain weight in menopause? They don't know exactly why, but here's some of the reasons. Um, first of all, it's just the drop in estrogen makes it really difficult for us to maintain our muscle mass. So everybody is losing muscle with age, everybody. But for women, as we approach menopause and estrogen drops, we start losing our muscle and our bone at a more rapid rate. Hence, we're always concerned about sarcopenia, which is muscle loss, osteoporosis, bone loss, right? These are the things that plague women 
as we go through menopause. And so what does that mean for weight gain? Well, the less muscle you have, the slower your metabolism is. Long story short. Okay. And so women are always like, I don't really care if I have muscle. I want to look toned or I just want to lose my muffin top. And it's like, okay, but how you do that is by maintaining your muscle. And so it becomes imperative that we maintain or even build more muscle if we feel like our metabolism is slowing down with menopause. And then the other thing that happens with that drop in estrogen is that where we put our fat uh, changes its distribution. So when women are younger and and their hormones are such, uh, we genetically and then hormonally will put fat wherever it's going to go. So for some of you that have men, your boobs, your butt, your hips, your thighs, and everybody's a little bit different with that, right? But then as you approach menopause and estrogen starts to drop, you'll start putting it in your belly. Now, some of you may have always just put it there like me. <laughs> Mine didn't go to the lady areas. Mine's always went to my belly. Yay me. Um, but even if yours always went to your butt, you start approaching menopause and you're like, what? Well, I'm not even really gaining weight, but like my butt's shrinking and my belly's growing. And this is like the opposite of what I'm going for here. Right. And that's that drop in estrogen. So now if it's going to our belly more than it used to, does that mean that we need to like target our abdomen for fat loss. No, you can't target specific areas for fat loss. We talked about this on the um, episode a few back that was about like losing belly fat. But what you can do is just lose fat globally all over on your body. And that is then going to dip into that menopot. So they call it what a great name, right? Okay. So that's what's going on behind the scenes. Now there's also like we start to have like some lipid issues in our blood, like high cholesterol, things like that. Um, yes, type two diabetes becomes more common. They don't know if that's exactly from the hormones or if it's because we're gaining weight and, and then in turn, those things are happening. Like, and honestly, it doesn't matter what came first, the chicken or the egg, the solution is the same regardless. So if you are experiencing this, if you're putting fat in your belly and you never used to, if the scale is going up and up and you're just like, what the heck is happening? No worries, boo. You can totally, totally, totally get this under control. But here's the things you don't want to do. So number one is going plant-based. Sorry. Like I know I'm, I probably just lost some listeners. Don't care. It's the truth. You going plant-based, if you are struggling to maintain your weight in menopause, is pretty much detrimental to what you're trying to do. So think about it. Plant protein is not utilized the same as animal protein in your body. You can eat the same amount of plant protein and the same amount of animal protein, and they're not going to stimulate your muscle growth in the same way. Now, not to mention that it usually takes a lot more calories to consume to get the same amount of protein from a plant than it does an animal. Like there's just more protein per calorie in chicken breast than there is if you do like beans and rice or you're you're trying to combine plants to get this comp like the total uh protein a complete protein sorry i'm all blah, 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 today um but so you're gonna have to eat more calories to get the same amount of protein well if we're having a hard time maintaining our weight we need less calories now not everybody some of you are under eaters that's a whole different topic. Um, but in general, we need to be eating less, not more, and we need to be eating more protein. So we need that ratio to be better in a plant-based diet. 
just does not get you there. So will you lose weight on a plant-based diet? Yes. Most people who go plant-based do lose weight. Is that a good thing? Not necessarily. So here's the deal. If you're like just going through the fast food 24 seven and you know, not eating anything that's healthy at all. And you're like way, way, way over on calories. Like you're having like 3000, 4,000 calories a day by all means, go plant-based. It's going to be better for you. I'm not saying it's the worst diet in the world, but it's not optimal. So just because it's better than the standard American diet, and just because you're going to see the scale move doesn't make it better. What's also happening is you're not getting enough protein for your muscles. So when we lose muscle, the scale goes down. So here's the crux of every hoax out there for weight loss, whether you're talking about menopausal weight loss or not, what we really want is fat loss. There is a big difference between weight loss and fat loss, rapid weight loss, or any sort of weight loss that's dipping into your muscle. It's going to make your scale go down, but it's also going to make it harder for you to maintain yourself at that weight, because what you're doing is you're losing a little bit of fat and some muscle. Well, that's detrimental for the menopausal woman, because we're already at a disadvantage with our muscle, right? And so we have to protect it. So if you've ever thought like, oh, it's so annoying. My husband can just eat whatever he wants and he doesn't gain weight, or it's so much easier for him to lose weight. Why is it so much easier for men? Blah, 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 blah. Well, a big part of that is because they have more muscle than us. So don't put yourself at this disservice by doing things that are going to cost you your muscle and going plant-based is going to cost you muscle. It just is what it is. I don't care about like the freak outliers who are athletes who perform very well on a plant-based diet. You guys, those are outliers. That doesn't mean that it's what's best for you. And it doesn't mean it's what's optimal for any human, that person included, who's to say that they wouldn't be doing better if they were having meat, but they're just like a genetic freak and an anomaly. And then people use those little tiny anecdotes to go, oh, that's the best way. Nope. The science is what it is. <laughs> Whether No matter what the Netflix documentaries are telling you. Okay. And then the other thing too. So with menopause, I'm sure you've experienced this if you're in the middle of it, sleep disruptions, right? So when we have poor sleep, something that does happen is we also have poor glucose regulation. So you're not going to process blood sugar or sorry, uh, sugar from your food as well. It's going to impact your blood glucose more. We don't want swings in our blood glucose. We don't want it up and down and up and down, whether we're diabetic or not. Nope. That's not good for anybody. Okay. Now, does that mean that you can't have carbs? No. What it means is you need to have your carbs strategically timed out and in the right food pairings, and you need healthy carbs instead of like simple carbs, like think you want a sweet potato instead of a candy bar, okay? And so one more reason why it's going to be more difficult on plant-based, you're just going to have to eat a crap ton more carbohydrates to even get your protein. Okay. So that's like one tiny little reason there. Um, but then that brings me to my next point. Do we have to drop carbs? Well, the answer is no. Every single one of our clients right now is on carbohydrates. Like every single one, it doesn't matter her age, where she's at in menopause. Um, now some of them are on varying degrees of carbs, but they're all eating carbs. Nobody's even close to a ketogenic diet they're not even on a low carb diet. They're on a moderate, normal amount of carbohydrates. Okay. And you're going to function best that way 
Usually there are some people who seem to do better with lower carbs, but most women tell me if I eat carbs, I balloon up. And what the reality is, is we're just not eating the right carbs and we're not eating them in the right timeline. So if you want to drop carbs, is it going to hurt you? No, probably not. Unless you have some reason not to maybe some thyroid issues or things like that. Um, but I don't see that as being like a detrimental one where it is sort of detrimental is that it's hard for most people to follow forever and how you lose it is how you have to maintain it. So again, we always want to be doing things where we're like, oh, I could eat this way forever. If you're following any sort of meal plan and you're like, I'm counting down the days till it's done, it's not sustainable. That's literally what that means. And so if you know that you can't stick with low carb forever, then just don't even lose the weight that way because you don't have to. So now the other big hoax that's out there. So plant-based number one, uh, number two is that you have to drop carbs. No, you don't. But then there's also all of these, like you have to ditch this specific food when you're in menopause movements out there. And so like dairy is a big one that I see. Gluten's a big one that I see carbs. Obviously we already talked about that. Um, what are some other ones that I've seen? I can't think right now. Those are the main ones. Okay. Here's the deal. If you function better off of gluten, by all means, get rid of it. But that has nothing to do with menopause. That's true whether you're in menopause or not. It's not like something magically happens to you and your body loses the ability to to process gluten when you go through menopause. You either process it well or you don't. Um, There may be some gut health issues. And once you resolve those, you do okay with gluten. But while your gut is a mess, you don't. Like that's a thing completely separate from menopause. Um, But a lot of people lose weight when they take gluten out. And it doesn't mean that they can't process gluten. It's just that you eliminated a lot of foods. Now, the same thing is true for dairy. People do lose their ability to process lactose as they age. Some people, it's completely like genetic. And so if dairy doesn't bother you, you absolutely can keep dairy. It's not a problem. But most people lose weight when they cut dairy out. Why? Well, because it's a ton of fat. Like if you are a cheeseaholic and like there's cheese on everything and you're making bread out of cheese and it's just cheese, cheese, cheese for days and you go and you cut cheese out, you just eliminated so much fat and calories. So like, was it bad for you to do that? No, but again, is it sustainable for you? So instead of taking things away, it's all about having them in the right amounts and in balance with the other food that we're eating. I don't feel like we're doing anybody a service by vilifying specific foods that aren't actually a problem for them when we can teach you how to eat them. I don't want to even say the right way because I hate like vilifying things and making things like good, bad, blah, blah, blah. but there is a way that you can enjoy all of these things and keep them and get back to a healthy weight, even when you're in menopause. And that's more sustainable. So you're just going to keep it off for longer if you can incorporate more foods that you like that aren't bothering you. So no, there's no magic food that you have to get rid of when you're in menopause. And there's no magic food that you have to add when you're in menopause. It's not like, oh, if you eat these berries, like in your menopause, you're going to lose belly fat. Like all this stuff is just hoaxes. Okay. One more food one, and then we're going to move on to some exercise ones. Okay. So the last food one that I see, and I hate this one is fasting. Okay. There is no magical eating window for women in menopause. Like, let's be clear about this. Now, is it good for you to stop eating in the evening before you go to bed? Yes. That's 
true for every person. It doesn't mean you have to stop eating at 4 p.m. though. You have to find your sweet spot. Like where can you go to sleep? Not full, but also not so hungry that you're starving to death. (laughs) Like there's a zone there, right? But you don't have to have like a 16, 18, 24 hour fasted window to lose weight in menopause. And in fact, okay, 12 hours is appropriate. Some women can handle up to 16, but honestly, again, if your body's in this situation where you don't have enough muscle, and that's actually the reason why you're having a hard time losing weight, fasting's not helping you. Fasting is hurting you because again, you're just not eating enough. You're not getting enough protein. Um, women who are trying like one meal a day, Listen, ladies, that works great for dudes. They can pull it off. They can have just one giant big dinner. We can't. You need so much protein. And then also fiber is super important, especially for balancing our hormones and things like that. Like you need things moving, sister. And so having meals throughout the day, now you don't need to eat every two hours. That's also hogwash. Like it does not increase your metabolism. It's straight up lie. Like it made sense in theory, but it's been tested and disproven time and time again. I don't know why people are still perpetuating this. It makes me crazy. You don't need to eat every two hours, but conversely, you don't want to be eating once a day, three to four meals a day, whenever you want to have them, whatever, get enough protein, get enough fiber, keep your bowels moving. That's going to help with all of this and getting enough protein for your muscles. You don't want to be on some long fasting protocol because it does dip into your muscle. So when fasting first became popular, the theory was that because you have increased growth hormone in like IG1 and all of these things, when you're fasting, then your body is not going to dip into muscle. And also why would your body dip into muscle? That doesn't make sense. If you have fat, your body's going to dip into fat. Well, as it turns out, that's not correct. Your body does dip into fat and your body also does dip into muscle. And so we have to look at the big picture. What are we trying to attain? What is the goal? What is it going to take to keep fat off of our body? The main thing it's going to take is keeping muscle on it and and keeping yourself fueled and fed and functional and getting really good sleep, um, keeping your stress in check, all of those things. That's what we need. And so let's round it out with some exercise talk. I love (laughs) that there's been this huge movement, like how do I put it? There's a huge, there's been a huge movement of getting women to lift weights and do strength training. And I love that. Okay. I'll tell you why in just a second. I think you already know, but the crux of this big push to get women doing strength training is that now everybody's went in the other direction and said that there's no point in doing cardio. And that's also not true. Why? The human brain just loves to do this though. Doesn't it? Like, oh, if this thing is good, then the opposite is bad right? That's what our brains like to do. Good and bad, black and white. The reality is like when it comes to your health, it it usually takes a combination of things. It usually takes some moderation. Extremes are never good. And so we actually need cardio and strength training. There's not one or the other. Now, if you're only going to do one or the other, I would have you pick strength training if I'm being honest. Um, But like in the eighties, it was like eat less food, have no fat, do a ton of cardio, be stickly skinny, right? That was like the goal. And so now the goal has shifted to more of like an athletic build and I want to look toned. And so I'm going to do strength training. Amazing. Great. You still need cardio though. 
It's not that cardio is bad. It's just that doing only cardio will jack you all up. Okay. Well, I mean, it's better than doing nothing, but we need the strength training, obviously, because we're trying to put on muscle, right? We need it. So I don't care if you're doing body weight, bands, actual weights, whatever you're going to do, put some pressure on that muscle and bone sister, your bones need it. Your muscles need it. That's what's going to give you that toned look. But we also still do need to have a certain level of cardiovascular fitness. You want your heart and your lungs and all of this healthy and strong. And that starts to diminish with age too. And so you can only, like, if you get really, really into strength training, you can only lift so much without having a good metabolic base or sorry, cardiovascular base uh, because you need that to be able to even lift better. So the two go well together. And this does not mean that your cardio needs to be aggressive. In fact, like a, a lower zone cardio, like a low steady state where you're like, you're not super winded, but you, you can kind of tell that you're working out. You're not like panting, but if somebody was talking to you on the phone, they would be like, oh, I can tell she's working out. Like that's a really sweet spot for fat loss, um, and for metabolic health and flexibility. And so get your cardio, get your strength, eat your protein, eat your healthy carbs, get that fiber in. So you're moving your bowels. Um, it's so basic, right? It's so boring that people like, don't believe me, but like, that's it. That's what you do. Like it's, it's not rocket science, you guys. But if we're doing things that cost us our muscle and most women do, especially in menopause, we start freaking out that the scale is going up. We start freaking out that we have fat in our belly that we never used to have. And so we start doing really drastic things like huge calorie deficits, eliminating a bunch of food groups, not getting enough protein, just doing a ton of cardio, no strength training or like whatever the thing is, we got to take a time out. You got to be patient with your body. You can get it there if you're patient and you keep your eye focused on your body composition instead of driving down the scale, but don't fall for the gimmicky things. There's, there's not like a specific food you can't have in menopause. There's no magical menopause diet. Um, this is just marketing basically. And if you guys keep your eyes focused on building a strong body, both from like a cardiovascular standpoint and a strength standpoint, and you're fueling your body, you want your hormones to play nice with you. You can't starve them. Okay. Cause that makes things worse. Um, you don't want to be super deprived all the time. That's just pushing things in the wrong direction. So no, you do not have to go plant-based. You do not have to give up carbs. You do not have to give up dairy unless you have an issue with dairy. You do not have to give up gluten unless you have an issue with gluten. Um, you do not have to give up your cardio, but you should just balance it out, right? And you do not have to eat one meal a day. Actually, for the love of everything holy, please do not try to just eat one meal a day. It does not work for women. We burn out. Yes, even in menopause. So I promise you, you can get back in a body that you love no matter what phase of menopause you're in. If you guys have questions about this, let me know. Shoot me a message on Facebook, post it up in the Simplified Fat Loss group. Um, I love this topic. I would love to talk more about it if there's anything that's coming up for you. And uh, if not, I'll catch you next week. Oh, and if you guys are liking this, will you do me a favor and share 
the podcast. If you listen to it on like iTunes, leave a review. If you listen on YouTube, drop a comment, give a little heart, a little like, something that helps get this out there to more women so that they can also stop doing gimmicky weird things for their body and get back in a body they love while they're living a life that they love because that is the whole goal here. Uh, I would appreciate it so, so much. And I will catch you next week. Thanks for tuning in. It is my mission to give women back the confidence that they need to show up bigger in their lives. Right now, the world more than ever needs women who are on fire and living their purpose. If you want to join me in this mission, there's a few things you can do. One, you can share this podcast with the women in your circle. Two, you can join me in my Facebook group, Simplified Fat Loss, or you can subscribe to my newsletter at NikkiOday.com. 